What is up, guys? Welcome back to Chatter from the Cheap Seats. My name is Jack, and of course, I am joined as always by Sammy and Ori. We have an absolutely banging show for you guys today, and we're going to get right into the sports. But before we do, Ori, how are you doing? Doing good, doing good. I'm finally back. I take I took a little vacation um, from the podcast, but I'm back now. Um, for spring break, we went to Florida, which was really fun. Um, went up through Georgia, and I got this bucket hat. So if you're watching on the YouTube, you'll see it. Um, but yeah, came back yesterday or two days ago. I don't even know. Um, and I've just been chilling here. What about you, Sammy? doing good uh lots of baseball whether it be watching baseball or getting out and playing baseball because it's been gorgeous um past few days here so that's been good but uh, yeah cubs games just uh won the rubber game today against pittsburgh kimbrell it's looking pretty good uh two straight good outings which hasn't really happened in a while with him so i yeah i'm doing very well and uh besides that just you know playing baseball baseball uh Spring break, just chilling, I guess. So, uh, Jack, how are you doing? Sammy, I am doing super califragilistic ex wow. I butchered the hell out of that. That's a but that's a big word. I mean, I don't blame you. That is a huge word. We are a word pod. We are students of the English language. And I'm at that point in my spring break where it's sort of like, okay, I got to start thinking about school. I got to start getting my sleep schedule back on track. You know, I have a driving lesson tomorrow at 9 a.m. So that's sort of like, okay, I got to wake up before when there's an eight on the clock. When I wake up, I know I can't stay up late. You know, that's when I got to lock down, got to go to bed before 10 o'clock at 10 o'clock around that point. And yeah, I've been doing great. Watched a fantastic basketball game last night, Sammy. What was that last night? That was, was it not? That was Saturday night. Yeah. We're recording this on Sunday. Wow. By the way. For what the a, yeah. uh, that guys, might be the best game I've ever seen. Yeah, like, it's the best college basketball, basketball game I've ever seen. Yeah, I mean, if you guys uh, are living under a giant rock, which, you know, I'm sorry if you are. That's unfortunate. But uh, ooh, I hit my computer. But uh, UCLA and Gonzaga had a battle for the ages last night. And it'll be two nights ago if you're watching this or listening on Monday. But uh, 93 to 90, I think, was the final score. And, you know, the, the beautiful, just legendary uh, Jalen Sugg shot to clinch the victory in overtime. I mean, you couldn't have asked for a better game. I mean, a lot of these close games I was talking about um, last night just on the phone, I was talking to Jack. And a lot of these close games are like two teams are either playing really bad defensively or they're just – both failing to get shots, um, you know, failing to get efficient uh, shots up. But this game was not that. I mean, it was just high-level college basketball all the way around. Star power with uh, Jalen Suggs. And uh, you got Johnny Juzang, former Kentucky Wildcat, who has been an absolute beast for UCLA. And, you know, what do you – I mean, we don't really cover too much college sports, but this was too much of – an incredible game not to talk about. So what, what were you what were your guys' thoughts? And I mean, how, how did you react when that shot went in, uh, Jalen Suggs? I, I was just screaming for like five minutes, but uh, just to let yeah. I mean, I was going crazy. That, that whole game was just a masterpiece by UCLA. They played just basically a perfect game. Uh, sadly, you know, it, it was kind of that game that you were like, who is whoever's going to get the last possession is going to win. Yeah, that's and exactly. Um, <laughs> that's exactly how it went. Um, and, and it, was, it was crazy because I was watching all these videos of like UCLA fans reacting because I think there were like five seconds left and um, had that layup. UCLA, they, they, he missed yeah. a floater and then he gets his rebound and puts it up. Tie game. There's like, I don't even know, like one second left. Yeah, it was like three seconds left or something. Yeah, it was nothing. Like, three yeah, seconds left. 3.3. I, I, I like, it's going to double overtime. Yeah, like UCLA fans were going crazy. And then, and then Suggs hits the crazy game winner and they're all shocked. And I was just screaming the whole time too. So. Uh, wow. I mean, yeah, I, I think it's a traumatic game if you're a UCLA fan, but for the rest of us, um, I mean, it's just a blast. Uh, Jack, what were some of your thoughts on that? I mean, what a game. Oh my God. So 
we're coming off the Baylor Houston game, which we all thought was going to be a pretty good game, but Baylor just demolished Houston yeah, and dismantled them early. So, you know, we're kind of disappointed now because we think that Gonzaga is going to blow UCLA out, right? And I'm in my bed. This is probably the last five minutes because I was watching it, but I was sort of like, you know, on my phone, scrolling through TikTok. But the last like 10 minutes of the game, I was in, locked in, right? So I was on my computer, lying in my bed, and Johnny Juzang goes off, right? 45 minutes, 29 points. He is just making every single shot. Every time that UCLA needed a bucket, he came up big. And we get down to that last few seconds, and we're all looking at it like, okay, UCLA, if they can make a bucket here, it's going to double overtime. Like, that's it. It's going to double overtime. And I was originally thinking in my head, you have the ball with 19 seconds left. Why don't you push it? And if you don't make the shot, then you can foul. Like, wait for a good shot. But, like, if you see an opportunity with time on the clock, go for it because then you're still going to have room to foul if you miss it. But they go for that last second shot, and he misses the first one. So immediately your reaction's like, because, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I was sort of rooting for UCLA. You know, I like the underdog. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I I remember uh, a little bit off topic, not really. uh, A few years ago when Kentucky had the undefeated season, I was younger, a lot younger, but uh, I was watching. We were on spring break in Arizona. It was the Kentucky-Wisconsin Final Four game, and – that, you know, Kentucky lost and the undefeated season was over. And that was traumatic for young Sammy. So um, I did want to see the uh, other undefeated team, the next one, losing the final four, just like we did. But I mean, although you said like couldn't have played better. Like, although, yeah, have you have you ever met? Have you ever met a Gonzaga fan? I, I feel like I've never met a Gonzaga fan. Uh, yeah, sure the West Coast. but still, I mean, when you're that good, you're going to have fans all over. But anyway, anyway, back to the story now. Right. So, so immediately your reaction when he misses that shot is like, no. And you're like, no, but it lasts for a split second because he gets the rebound and lays it in for the tie. And now you're going crazy. You're like double overtime. This game is incredible. This game is absolutely fantastic. And you always see at the end of the game, when that guy gives that last second heave and like you, you, you feel the pit in your stomach fall for like one second. Yeah, yeah. And then you're like, okay, we're good. So there's three seconds left on the clock. You see Jalen Suggs, who wasn't, I mean, he had 16 points, but I mean, Drew Timmy for Gonzaga was the real difference maker that entire game, 25 points, 11 for fifth from 15 from the field. But Jalen Suggs took took over in that first overtime. He had that block and that amazing pass, like that sequence of 10 seconds. And now he takes over with three seconds left. He's coming up the court. And you just think in your head, yeah. no. Like you're just thinking, no, he can't. No way. And he's coming up. And I actually thought that he shot it, that Jalen Suggs shot it a little bit too soon. I think he could have taken an extra step. But I mean, it was perfect. I mean, was, yeah, you shot yeah, at the, at the end of the day. But yeah, and you know, you were talking it. about he shoots it, and you know, you see it traveling, and you're just you're like, no, this can't go in, and it banks in, and he jumps up on the scorer's table, and you just immediately think to yourself because you knew that he shot it with plenty of time left. Like it wasn't one of those things where like you had to go back and see. It was like you knew he got it off in plenty of time, but you still had to think. I don't know if it was because of the bank shot or what, but that that can't count. Like you're looking around, like did that count? Like, yeah, was that was that allowed? Like, you, you know, you're thinking of some rule that'll make that not count. And that was just an incredible shot. I had both hands over my head in awe, jaw straight yeah. down. Ori, where were you when this happened? I mean, I was I was sitting on my beanbag, right, and like. I just had to, I jumped out my, like I rolled and fell out my beanbag because I was just going so crazy. I was on the phone with my friend while this was happening and it was just, it was just madness. I mean, I haven't seen a college game that good. I don't think ever, to be honest with you. Like, 
that 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 was just a perfect game from UCLA and just a slightly better game from Gonzaga. I mean, what what can you say other than that? I would have loved to see a double overtime, but to see it go out like that is pretty cool too. Yeah, and like I mean, there there's uh, you know uh, people use the phrase unreal or unbelievable a lot. I think it gets overused. We hear it all the time. It's kind of synonymous with you know really great or whatever. But th- that moment was really unreal because. Like Jack was saying, right? I mean, like we were kind of thinking, like, did that happen? Like, is there that didn't happen, right? I mean, there, there's something that's gonna make that like not count. No, I mean that that happened, and that's unreal. And you know, as he hopped up in that scores table, right, right after, I mean, that is something that is going to go into history books for years. Yeah, I mean that that's that's just a moment right there, and it's so cool when you're watching something live that is going to be remembered for, you know, decades and decades to come. And that was one of those moments. And I, I was glad to be watching that game. Um, whew, uh, what a game. Uh, now it's going to be Gonzaga and Baylor in the, in the finals, which is going to be tomorrow night, or although it will probably be tonight for you guys listening. So that, that should be a fun one. And I, no way it's going to beat that game. If it does, then we're spoiled. But, um, that uh, what a game and so so. Who you guys got in the finals? Hmm. Who you guys got in the finals? Gonzaga oh, or oh, uh, oh, roll Zags, baby, roll yeah, Zags. Yeah, yeah. That was just such, such a surreal moment, and it was one of those things. It's like another one that I like to equate it to is that last, is that first day of summer where you're like, it's just so surreal. You know, you can't believe summer's here, and I just feel like like that shot. It's like when when you hit it, you're like, that didn't go in. You're like, no, he didn't make that shot. Like, that didn't go in. And another surreal thing is opening day, Sammy. And the first series of the year are finishing up. We're going to start off just giving a quick little recap of, of the series and what happened in the first, I'd say, about five or six days of baseball here. So Blue Jays versus the Yankees. The Blue Jays won the series two to one. Vladdy, skinny Vlad, he looks amazing. He is hitting the ball, absolutely scorching it, hitting it so hard. Gary Sanchez, two home runs. Randall Gritchick starting off smoking hot, moving on to the Indians versus the Tigers. The Tigers come up on top, two to one. Miguel Cabrera hits one out in the snow on opening day. He slides into second base because he doesn't realize the ball is gone. Matthew Boyd, who had the highest ERA in baseball last season, goes 5.2 innings. No earned runs. That's a good start for him. Moving on to the Twins versus the Brewers. The Brewers win the series 2-1. to one. Game 2, Jose Barrios versus Corbin Burns. A pitching matchup for the ages. We will get to that a little bit later on. The Dodgers versus the Rockies. The Dodgers won the series 3-1. to one. In uh, Game 3, Zach McKinstry hits a go-ahead inside the park home run in the 8th inning. The Phillies swept the Braves. Gave them a huge head start. Not huge. A... a a head start in the NL East. We will get to that in a bit because that is surprising. That turned some heads. The Cubs over the Pirates 2-1 to one in the series. The Padres over the Diamondbacks 3-1 to one in the series. And Fernando Tatis Jr., five errors in his first yeah. five games. That is not what you want, as Joe Girardi said. The Reds over the Cardinals 2-1. to one, And things got frisky as a brawl broke out between Yadier Molina and Nicholas Castellanos. Castellanos, uh, the Royals beat the Rangers two to one in the series as the um the Super Bowl of the two teams that no one watches whatsoever. Uh, the Rays over the Marlins two to one in an absolutely classic pitching duel on opening day between Tyler Glass now who went six innings, one hit, no earned runs, and Sandy Alcantara who went six innings, two hits, and no earned runs. Uh, the Angels are leading the se- the series two to one. The uh the four or the three to one. The fourth game is going on right now. Your mean Mercedes, uh, they're beating the White Sox. Your mean Mercedes off to a hot start. We'll get to that a little bit later on. And a ball hit off Luis Robert's head. Oh no, what is going on? A routine infield pop up. And then the final couple series: Astros swept the A's, Orioles swept the Red Sox, Giants over Mariners. Two to one in the series, and Nats Mets postponed. All right, yeah, and I'm so glad to have baseball back. Watching all these games, uh, seeing uh, you know just fans back at regular. I mean, let, let's talk about that too. 
fans are back in ballparks. That is a good feeling. Uh, Cause last year it was great. You know, I'm glad we got a season last year. We were lucky to get one, but just seeing the empty ballparks, that was so depressing, especially Wrigley field for me as a Cubs fan. I mean, the fans make Wrigley field and just the empty seats everywhere. It didn't feel right. And, you know, even though it was reduced capacities in uh, all ballparks played in this weekend, uh, not in uh, Globe Life Field, but they haven't played there yet. But um, it was just, it felt like a packed house. You know, that, I mean, fans were really riled up, happy to be back in parks. And that was the highlight of opening weekend for me, just seeing the fans back in the parks. And, I, you know, I, I'll probably be getting my vaccine in the next few months. And once I do, I, I will be back out at ballparks seeing some baseball games. I guarantee it. So. Yeah, I mean, having fans back is really, really cool. I wish we could get, like, a, like major leaguers if they really, like – because I know they were all wanting them back. I wonder if it really affects any of them now. But um, as a viewer, uh, you know, when I was watching, it's just awesome to see fans in the stands and not cardboard cutouts. Oh, yeah, um, I was like, done with the cardboard cutouts very early on. Yeah, I was done. After I saw the first game, I was like, okay, this is pretty cool. Two weeks into the season, I was like, all right, get these guys out of here. Let's get really people in the stands. Yeah, for real. Um, but, yeah, so let's get into some of the main talking points. Um, starting with Yerman Mercedes, who makes history going eight for eight to start off his rookie season. Jack, what do you, uh, what do you have to say about this kid? He's insane, right? I mean, what a way to start off your rookie season. Eight for eight, he hit a home run. It's just unbelievable start. It's what you dream of as a kid, and I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, you know, eight for eight's not a sustainable production, but that's a way to kind of put yourself onto the stage, put yourself um, in the conversation of guys to be thought of and you know that's the best way to do it right there right off the bat just absolutely torching these baseballs and i'm very excited to see what he does and you know as a part of a white Sox team that um is really looking to be very deep offensively um he could be a very scary threat because obviously he's not going to be your everyday catcher um, or your everyday DH, but he'll be able to sneak in, the, you know, sneak in there on days where people need an off day. And that's a valuable asset to have on your team, someone who, you know, started the year eight for eight. So uh, we'll see how he keeps it up. But I mean, that's history right there. Uh, I don't think anyone expected that uh, for sure. Moving on, oops, hit my computer again. That's the second time this podcast. We had some sweeps, we had three of them. So far, uh, Phillies sweeping the Braves. O's always happy about this one, sweeping the Red Sox. And the Astros, just a few hours ago, clinched the series sweep against the Oakland A's. Let's start um, Let's start with the Phillies and Braves, because this was very interesting to me. Um, the Phillies, who were one of the worst pitching teams last year, you know, and their bullpen was the worst historically almost i mean it was historically bad and they have opened the year uh let me just check here yeah um let's see they've only allowed three runs in these first three games 12 hits stat boy sammy stat boy i got yeah i got my stats very very cool yeah so and that, that averages to uh per game only one run and four hits and that's the phillies uh, not what i was expecting but for Phillies fans, very encouraging because to sweep, to pitch that well against a team like the Braves is a feat. The Braves were arguably the best offensive team in baseball last year. And the Phillies go in there and shock them with these, these great pitching performances. And the bullpen is looking incredible, which is, I never thought I would say that about Philadelphia. And yes, it's the first three games. I'm not trying to get too excited here, but this is the best start to the season that the Phillies could have asked for. Everything that was wrong last year is going right. Um, you, you got your three big guys, uh, Alvarado and Bradley, you both acquired this offseason, and Hector Norris, all pitching phenomenal through these first few games. So 
you know, if I'm a Phillies fan, I'm very encouraged. And, you know, by those three games, you know, not, not to make too much, not to make a mountain out of a molehill here, but um, they could definitely be a contender in this division. Rough start for the Braves. What do you guys have to say about Atlanta? I talked about, a lot about Philly, but I mean, this is a pretty rough start to the season for a team that was so good offensively last year. That's their thing. Let's not overreact here. You know, it's three games. Like, yes, if you're a Braves fan, you don't want to get swept. That is not ideal. But it's three games. The Braves are the best team in that division. I think they'll they'll take control of that division sooner or later. But it is – the thing that I like about the Phillies is not that they swept the Braves because it's only three games. But if you dive a little bit deeper, that their bullpen, like you said, Sammy – was so good because that was their weak that was the weak point in their team the past couple of seasons oh, and if incredible. their bullpen can just be a league average bullpen as Shohei Otani just hit 101 on the radar gun and he hits home runs too wow wow if they can just be league average then i mean that's going to be a team that is going to be in contention for a playoff spot because yeah. their offense is good Bryce Harper, JT Romuto, Gene Segura, DD, Alec Baum, big prospect. I really like the makeup of that team if their bullpen can be league average or just decent, you know, just a decent team. And Ori, I bet you're happy about this. Your Baltimore Orioles have swept the Red Sox, which I don't know how impressive that really is because the Red Sox look awful to start the season, but you know, you got to take moral victories when your team has a 0% chance to make the playoffs. All right. This is, this is the start of the 0% revenge tour. The Orioles are going to go around and whoop every single team because everyone was slacking on us going into the season, going into spring training through spring training. Um, and now, now they're seeing us unload. I mean, Three games of just really beautiful baseball. You had game one go 3-0. John Means was a killer. And then today, we scored 11 runs off like 17 hits. That, that That's insane. Yeah, that's not a, a big-time offensive production. What would you say, Sammy? Not, not a good debut for uh, Garrett Richards in the Red Sox. Not what you want. No. My, my Red Sox take of them winning 86 games. Uh, that is such not a off to a good start. But, hey, I, I still think this team is uh, better than people think. But, uh, you know, impressive for the Orioles to get off to the start. And I, I don't know. I feel like every year the Orioles get off to the best start. Like, even dating back. This to is true. You, you make a good point because um, uh, two years ago we started off 7-0. and Yeah. And I, uh, I, we I, ended yeah. up with, like, 40 wins. So... <laughs> Yeah, like, I, it's weird. Like, every year I feel like it's like the Orioles have started off the season with the series sweep. I'm like, again, really? It's like deja vu. But, I mean, impressive. Uh, you know, I, I like how, you know, day one, you got your ace looking really good. And then, you know, you got the, today's game. The offense explodes on Garrett Richards. So, I, I think it's a very exciting um, start to the season. I don't think you should take too much out of it, but – as an Orioles fan, right? I I, I would imagine that uh, you you take what you can get. So yeah, for getting- sure. I I think I think um, you know, with this offense, with the you know, I really like the front of this uh, pitching rotation. So you know, who knows, man? Maybe we'll uh, string a few more wins, sneak into a wild card spot, make some noise. Who knows? Who do you <laughs> like? You said you really like the front. You have John Means and who else? Like what? What? I mean, what? What else is the front? Because one one player is not the front. You need at least two. Okay. Two okay. First of all, I, I hate the tone you're coming at me with. I, I I'm not, I'm not you're coming, coming at you. With this I'm Orioles coming at the scene. Orioles. I'm coming at the Orioles. No, I love yeah, you. Yeah, you're coming you're at me with some or, some absolute Orioles slander. Listen, not absolutely, is that crazy? I'm not that aggressive. Uh, you know, personally, you see, want that that can be arranged. <laughs> well, anyway, today we saw Bruce Zimmerman pitch, he pitched really solidly six, six innings, um, only allowed three runs. Uh, we, we just needed someone in there to eat innings, and he was really efficient through five innings. He only pitched 50 pitches, so he was really, really good. Um, and then the, the uh, game two, when we won four to two, we had Matt Harvey pitch, who wasn't he didn't look amazing. Um, but 
with Matt Harvey, I think I think he's gonna be decent at least. John means we know is a killer. Um, and Bruce Dern and a killer. Up, so a killer. I'm excited about this front. Is he a killer? I think John Means is underrated. That change is good. He's good. No, 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 no. People are sleeping on him. That changeup is elite. Like I agree. His his changeup moves so much. It's got such great deception. I mean, this man, he people are sleeping on him just because he's on the Orioles and just because he didn't have that great of a season last year. But you forget. His rookie year, he got second place in rookie of the year voting. Like this man is a killer, and he's gonna show it this year. I'm really, really excited for he's me. a fine pitcher. He's let's, a fine pitcher. And let's talk about some other fine pitchers, right? But let's also talk about some other fine pitchers, Sammy. Let's talk about Jose Barrios versus Corbin Burns. They both had no hitters into what was it, the sixth inning? Yeah, it's sixth inning. Yep. I mean, that's incredible. Like, oh my I mean, has that ever been happened before? I'm sure it's happened before. I mean, baseball, like the history of baseball spans back to like the 1800s. So I'm sure it's happened before, but pretty rare. I don't remember it happening in my lifetime. That is just ridiculous. And these are two teams who have sneaky good pitching staffs when you think about it, because I'm really talking about the front of these pitching staffs, really, really good top level stuff, because this was the second game. These are both these teams, number two guys. And they are pitching like Cy Young candidates out there. Not saying they can sustain that, but these are two teams with really good front of the pitching staffs. Well, who are the Twins' number one guy? Kenta Maeda. Ah, that's true. Kenta Maeda, Jose Barrios for the Twins. And for the Brewers, you got Woodruff, who I love. I really like, well, not not as a Cubs fan necessarily, but uh, just as a baseball fan, really love Brandon Woodruff. And Corbin Burns. I mean, these are two underrated rotations, without a doubt, because – over the past few years, these are both teams that have had success, but not really because of the pitching. A lot of it has been due to the offense. They have stars. You got Yelich uh, from Milwaukee, and then you know guys like Buxton and Sano and all, all those fun guys in Minnesota. But this year, they both have great starting pitching staffs, especially at the front end of them. And it's really underrated. Uh, you know, uh, Maybe not anymore after these two guys just – battled it out in one of the best pitching duels I've ever seen. But uh, that was a game, and you know, we'll be talking about it a little bit more later, uh, but that was a fun one to just watch and kind of keep track of. <laughs> well, what, what, any thoughts for you guys on this game? It was I mean, I, great. It was great. Yeah, yeah, you, you summed it up really well, Sammy. Um, I mean, both – Guys to have no hitters, that, that's that's insane. Or going into the sixth, obviously, they didn't complete the game. But, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. But other than that, we had some really, really exciting stuff with the Cardinals versus the Reds. We had benches clearing brawl. I love my baseball fights. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. Jack's got his jab nope, going. Nope. Yeah, I, I don't think anyone doesn't watch. like it. Um, and... It features Yadier Molina, one of the most, like, legendary guys still in the league. So, um, I don't know. Who would you think uh, – I mean, kind of explain the situation. I know that, um, you know, Castellanos, he's running into home plate. He um, – well, prior to this game, he, he hit a home run, and he was, like, skipping and jogging and, you know, did a bat flip. And then later on, he gets plunked in the ribs. Looked, looked intentional to me. Um, I, I think it was intentional. Yeah. You think it wasn't? No, I, I, I kind of think it was, but it's just like, you, it's like, we're never going to know for sure. I mean, with any of those situations, I mean, no, I, in most cases, pitchers aren't like, yeah, I, uh, I threw a 97 mile an hour fastball at his head on purpose. Yeah. Like <laughs> most pitchers aren't necessarily saying that, but, uh, right. It definitely could have been on purpose. Uh, I know after Castellanos got plunked, he asked Yachty, he's like, hey, was that on purpose? And yeah, I mean, I, I'm not John Boy here. I'm not going to try to be John Boy, but just briefly, um, you know, y- Yachty's like, no, uh, yeah, it, that was not on purpose. And then he kind of – Like, what's he supposed oh, to say? That's my right, thought. Exactly. Like, and, I mean, he's not going to say it's on purpose. Here's what I'm going to say. I appreciate Castellanos, former Cub, Still 
uh, playing with the Cardinals, hating on the Cardinals. That's what we like. Uh, even though he is still in the division, uh, an enemy of the Cardinals is a friend of mine. So um, I, 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 I'm on Castellanos' side here, obviously, but, uh, you know. Sammy, yeah. I got to say, those are the best jerseys in baseball. Those Cardinals powder blue jerseys. Yeah, that's true. They're the best jerseys. As in much baseball. as I try to Cardinal slander here on this podcast, I, I can't slander. You know, some other teams. Jerseys. Some other teams try the powder blue. The Blue Jays, the Phillies, the Rangers, the Braves. No other team does it like the Cardinals. Yeah, the Cardinals blue is the OG. Yeah. And the red, it's just oh my. And it's not even the fact that it's the OG. It's that if you pick someone that knew nothing about baseball and showed them these jerseys, they have no idea that the Cardinals did it first, they would pick the Cardinals to be the best every time. They are just the best powder blue. The colors work so well together, and oh, my God. I mean, Shohei Otani, Sammy, on Sunday Night Baseball. I have it on my TV, and I can't really see it. It's in the corner. Shohei Otani just just hit a 450-foot home run. After throwing a ninety-two, oh, after throwing a ninety-two mile an hour splitter that breaks a foot before the plate, and an one hundred and one mile an hour fastball. All right, I, I got off for a few weeks. You know, all right, on the Otani I, I, I got train. off for a little bit, but I am back with that home run on the Otani chain. I mean, dude, a hundred and one hitting a hundred and one and hitting a four hundred fifty plus foot home run in the same night. Give him the MVP. I don't care. Just do it right also, now. Also. Tim Anderson has left the game in the first inning with what appears to be we're, – we're not trying to speculate, but it looked like he pulled something, mm. something maybe his hamstring, something in his lower half. He's my batting champ for the AL, so hopefully that doesn't last too long. But um, obviously we had the uh, Nats-Mets postponed. They will be back soon. But we have a question uh, that we're all going to answer here because you, know, you, you guys hear a lot about us talking about our own teams. Jack – Loves talking about the Yankees. I love. I love about it. Cubs. Ori loves talking about the Orioles. But what are some other teams we like watching? What if? What's our favorite teams to watch besides our own? And I have a feeling we'll be in agreement here. I'm gonna pick a team. Um, you I, think I'll we're gonna agree? I, I mean, think, I we didn't go over this. A lot of teams. We didn't go. There are a lot of teams, but um, I have a feeling we're gonna agree. But I'll, I'll let y'all go first. Or right, you need be, no, a gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Ladies first. All right, all right. I do. I am rocking the bucket hat, so I guess I will go first. Yeah. So my favorite team to watch, other than the Orioles, obviously, is the Dodgers. Um, I love watching them because, first of all, they feature Trevor Bauer, my favorite player. I uh, love watching him pitch. But I mean, other than that, obviously, they got studs on the mound. Bueller, Clayton Kershaw, they're really, really deep at every position. I think everyone listening and you guys too, you guys know how crazy good the Dodgers are. Oh, yeah. Uh, I don't need to go over their roster to prove it. But I mean, they have so many exciting players, um, guys that if you put on another team, like you would buy a ticket to solely watch them play. Truly, like all of them are so electric. Um, and you also have some younger guys, young prospects coming up that are also exciting. So, I mean, everything about this Dodgers team, I really like how they play. Dominant pitching, electric offense. Um, so, yeah, I got, I got to go with the Dodgers for me. Well, it does look like I was correct because Ori and I are in agreement. The uh, I, I picked the Dodgers. I mean, they're the best team in baseball, and I'd almost take everyone off that team. I would just go – I'd pay a lot of money to just see Mookie Betts play baseball mm-hmm. I he is my favorite player to watch one of my favorite players in general I, you know I'm an outfielder so I I love just watching what he does out there defensively and the offense I mean he he's my NL batting champ uh prediction so I you know just to see him play right it, I it's worth it but this whole team so many stars I mean and it's like every no matter what day you pick to go watch a game right it it it's going to be an ace quality starting pitcher almost. I mean, Dustin may even has the upside to be an ace in, you know, in his career, maybe even this year, if he's really good, he's like their five starter. Uh, So this is a great team. Very fun to watch. Jack, are you in agreement here with us? Or are you going to, are you going to go out with another team? I'm going with another team here. And I love the Dodgers. Like, don't get me wrong. They're a fun team to watch, but, 
the question wasn't posed, what is the best team in the MLB? It, it is, what is the most fun team? And for me, that team is the Miami Marlins. Mm, I, I, yeah, you know, I like that. I, ja, yeah, Jazz Chisholm's been, uh, so he had some base running uh, fun this week. where he, like Jazz Chisholm is, is so absolutely awesome. electric. His hair is awesome. I, his yes. personality is awesome. He's is just that the best great... name in baseball? That's got to be the best name in baseball, is it not? Best, I mean, ja, ja, well, think, that's a good think, name. Let me think. I mean, I, I can think of some former players that have better names. Yeah, I mean, I, Coco Chris. Coco Crisp is a great name. That is a good name. You're right. Um, let me think here. Um, not yeah. I'd say I'd say he's up there. He's definitely up there. Jazz. Jazz. That's a that's a good name. Yeah, but if you just look at that's a good name. If you just look at their lineup, it's not as bad. Their top, like Miggy Rojas, you know, leader, great shortstop, you know, good hitter. Uh, Starling Marte. He's a great player. Sterling Marte, you know, he's going to hit over 300 or close to it. Maybe not over 300, but close to it. In the realm, yeah. He's going to get on base at a high rate. Jesus Aguilar is a monster. I love that guy. Garrett Cooper, you know, up-and-coming guy that I like watching. And their pitching Mm -hmm. is just the star of the show. Sandy Alcantara sitting there with that – They all all their pitchers – like their top three all have like that 99 to 101 mile an hour sinker, two seamer, just disgusting. Sandy Alcant- they're, they're I mean, Sixto Sanchez is dealing with a little bit of an injury, but when he comes back, that three headed monster of Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, and Sixto Sanchez is just insane. And then also throw in Trevor Rogers, who's coming off, you know, for a solid four starter season. If if Elisir Hernandez is hurt, but you know if he if he can come back next season and give you what he did last season, it was only a couple. It was a short sample size, but you know that rotation is awesome. And watching watching either Sixto Sanchez, Sandy Alcantara, or Pablo Lopez pitch have to be like they're like right at the top of my list, like over like anybody but Garrett Cole and Jacob Degrom, honestly, because they're just that electric. Yeah, I mean, they're not at that level yet, but just in terms of the Fun. stuff, the potential, the youth, uh, it's so exciting. And as I'm thinking of this, I, it makes me realize that the Cubs, my own team, would probably be on the bottom of this list in terms of, I mean, because when you think about it, the Cubs, our hardest throwing starter throws like maybe 95. He scratches that sometimes in Adbert Alzali. Um, you know, most of our guys are like ground ball pitchers, so not a lot of strikeouts. And they're a very patient team. Lots of walks from the Cubs. So, I, you know, I, I, as much as I love my Cubbies, you know, they're not the exciting, you know, they're not that like, I'm not, not, I don't want to say not that exciting, but like, the yeah, Baez, obviously, Bryant, but they're a different brand of baseball than the Marlins, the Dodgers, the Padres. and Yeah, not very good. More old school. And I, I, I think that still has a place in this league and it still has a place to be successful. I think it's interesting just seeing the contrast between how teams are built. I, 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 I've never really thought of it too much before, but it's interesting. And uh, now uh, we have some other picks to make. Uh, from this week, we're going to pick a position pl- – or uh, we're going to pick a game that we all loved from this week. We're going to pick a position player that was on fire this week and a pitcher that was doing really well. And then for next week, we're just all going to kind of highlight one series that we think you should watch or uh, pay attention to at least. So let's start with uh, game of the week. I will start, and I won't go too much in depth but because we already talked about it a lot, but uh, Burns versus Barrios is my game of the week. It was incredible. I mean, what it's, that, that is the definition of a perfect pitcher's duel. Um, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, both guys had six no-hit innings, uh, you know, and the Twins only scored two runs to win that game, but uh, great pitching, lots of strikeouts. Um, so that's a fun one. Honorable mention, though. It's going on as we record Shohei Otani here. I don't know, whatever he's doing, that's an honorable mention as a game of the week, just just because of him. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, Ori, what's your game of the week? I um 
I was thinking maybe should I go Orioles, but nah. I'll go, um, I'll give it to the Cardinals and the Reds here, solely based off of the brawl. Um, first and one the of the jersey. season. And the um, you got you gotta love you gotta love the baseball fighting. I mean, I absolutely love it. Um, you see an older veteran like Yadier Molina get on the fighting, it really gets me excited. Um gets me really pumped. Um I loved like everything. Like there was a backstory. He had a home run, then he gets plunked. Yeah, he yeah. there's a play the play that I'm just on it. Um what baseball's all about, man. The bench is clearing and uh good old school fighting. I liked it. So um I that's that's my game of the week. Jack, how about you? My game of the week is Dodgers, Rockies, the Saturday game. You know, it had a little bit of everything. Both starters gave you quality starts. Walker Buehler went six innings, four hits, two earned runs. And John Gray went five innings, four hits, one earned run. And for me, I, I have a stat that I like to keep. I call it I call it a G-Y-T. I'm working on the name. The name is not perfect, but it's a G-Y-T-A. C W G Y T A C W. It's called Give Your Team a Chance to Win. And it is five innings or more and three earned runs or less. Because that's what I call a give your team a chance to win. And I guess that's also a quality start. But you know, I like my own flavor. Wouldn't it be easier just to do like chance to win C T W? I'm working on the name, Sammy. I'm working on the name. I mean, quality start is already a stat, though, is it not? Yeah, but I want my stat. Wow, very selfish. Yeah, I'm selfish. No, but, you know, when both starters give you at least five innings and at least three earned runs, that's a good start, unless it's some, like your ace or something, you know, but you, you, you will take that. You won't be upset. But yeah. so you got good starting pitching. There were still plenty of runs, six runs from the Dodgers, five runs from the Rockies. You know, you're definitely going to take that. Is that the one with the inside park? A high-scoring game. There was home runs, you know, close game, and that was also the one with the the inside-the-park home run. So you have excitement. You have something that you don't see every day. So that's why it's my game of the week. All right. Yeah, that's fair. Now let's move to our uh, players and pitchers of the week. I'll get started with my own, and this is my MVP pick from last year for the NL and he's off to a great start. Too bad it wasn't last year, or else I'd be looking pretty good. But uh, it's I'm going to go with Cattell Marte as my position player of the week, of opening weekend. He leads the league in hits uh, up there with Corey Seager with eight hits. He has two home runs, 615 batting average. And what I like about what Cattell Marte is doing is very aggressive. No walks, and that could be frowned upon. That could be like, oh, well, he's not drawing walks. But to start the season, I like a player who's going to go out there and just swing the bat. I like that. I admire that. And he's done it with a lot of success. He's hitting it hard. Um, You know, he's hit two home runs, as I said. So Cattell Marte is off to a phenomenal start. He is my uh, position player of the week. I have as my position player of the week your mean mercedes he went eight he started off his career eight for nine like that's pretty crazy we talked about it earlier so i'm not going to spend too much time here talking about it but what a way to start your career all right um and for my player of the week we got my boy cedric mullins the center fielder who went absolutely off in today's game, but um, he's been going off for for the this whole season. Um, he was five for five with a walk today. He was the first or- player in Orioles history to have four hits by the end of the fourth inning. Fun fact. Wow. Um, yeah, he had three doubles, two singles, and a walk. Um, but on the season, he's had nine hits, um, batting six ninety two. I mean, the man is going off. Uh, good to see a young stud uh, on the offense for the Orioles. So that's my player of the week. Now, now I have been known to pick Yankees a lot, but at least the Yankees are good. Hey, Mullins had a good week, bro. Hey, Mullins had a good week. 
Listen to this. Mullins had a good week. The pitcher I'm picking, who's on the Orioles, had a great game. And the Orioles are atop the division. So Okay. Okay. Maybe don't you, so much. Orioles, oh. Orioles are winning the AL East. Orioles currently are winning the AL East. So you got to hang your hat on something. But yep. I have as my pitcher of the week, Jose Barrios. He went in his first start of the season. We talked about it earlier, but he went six innings. 12 strikeouts, no hits. He had six no-hit innings. You literally cannot do better than that. I mean, you can't do better than that through no six innings. No walks I believe. No walks either. And he had – um this this stat was really interesting to me. Uh, Milwaukee had a batted – Milwaukee's batted balls had an average exit velocity of 78.1 miles an hour. And for reference, the worst exit velocity among qualified – Qualified qualified hitters last season was 82.2 miles an hour. So this was actually four. He held Milwaukee to an average exit below of four miles less than the worst hitter in all of 2020. Wow. That's not that's a good stat. I like that, Jack. That's I, I love the stack has stuff. You know when stat boy Sammy compliments you on a stat, you did a good job. Yeah, no, that's that's a fun one. I love the stat cast ones. I'm gonna go with my pitcher of the week. I don't have any of the fancy stat cast stats, unfortunately. But uh, Zach Wheeler, uh, just look at the standard stats. That's all you need to look at to know how good this guy did for you for the Phillies, who, like I said already, have been pitching their brains out. They're pitching great. But uh, yeah, Zach Wheeler, seven innings, one hit, no runs, ten strikeouts, no walks. That's what you want to see from Zach Wheeler. And, you know, for a bullpen that's questionable, which it's looking good to start the year, but that is questionable, you want your starting pitchers to be really good. You know Nola's going to be good. And if you do, if you could get Wheeler to be consistently good too, that is that is huge for the Phillies. Um, so, And they're a team that we could be sleeping on here. But, uh, yeah, Zach Wheeler, really nice outing. So he is my pitcher of the week. Here in this opening week, uh, let's see. Ori has not done his pitcher yet. So, Ori, what is your pitcher? All right. So, I kind of hinted at it a little bit earlier, but I'm taking my boy John Means. <laughs> he was an absolute killer on opening day for the Orioles. Seven innings, only allowing one hit, had five Ks, no walks. I mean, he was just efficient. I mean, he was light out. <laughs> Or he is not hiding his Oriole bias here today. No, no. I mean, <laughs> okay, look. Say his stat line one more time for the people. Seven innings, one hit, no walks, five Ks. How many Marvelous. No earned runs? Zero. No, one I hit, mean, no. That's no not runs. Oriole's bias, Sammy. That's a, that's. Nah, that, I know, I know, but that. I'm just saying his position player and his pitcher. Yeah, I mean, I didn't yeah, choose I, a similar I, I, I think, so I'm not props, saying Tommy does not Props work. to me for showing growth. Yeah, prop to you. I mean, Jack very I mean, also the Yankees just didn't play very well, so. You could have taken Gary. I could have taken Gary. Oh, I could have taken Gary. What are you talking about? And I also, yeah, I, I mean, I could have taken a, a reliever. Mike wow. King, I reliever King, Mike King six innings, no runs out of the bullpen today. All right, whatever. Well, eh, whether you eh, want to call eh. it bias or whatever. Performance is performance. Bad that he had to get taken out early in the game. <laughs> no. Yeah. Wait, so you're telling me Barrios had a perfect game and he got taken out? It was a no hitter, but because there's I, an error. I, well, I, I, that, I saw that too because it looks like he had no walks. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I, he was at like 90 pitches and you know opening day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if he was at 90 pitches, that makes sense. But um, but yeah, I mean John Means was a killer. Cedric Mullins was. I mean, I I had to show off the Orioles. I don't know if. We're, ever gonna be this good so <laughs> no okay. i'm just gonna highlight them all i can you know that i i totally understand fair, fair is fair fair is fair. Uh, finally here um i'll do my series to watch and we all kind of pick this one to watch mets and phillies uh this is going to be starting tomorrow night three games set and we've talked a lot about the phillies i've talked a lot about the phillies i mean i i like what i'm seeing from them here this opening week but uh, you have one of the hottest teams here to start the year, and the Mets, who had their opening series canceled against the Nationals. And so this is going to be Lindor's debut. 
Um, I think we may see Carrasco's debut. I'm not sure um, if he's going to be starting sooner or later, but you know, we'll, we'll get to see DeGrom. I, I'm very excited to see the series. Uh, you know, the Mets are an exciting team for this year, and the Phillies are off to a good start. Um, so if you can watch this series, I would highly recommend you do so. And before we move on to our other sports here, I have a question for you guys. And the Cubs commentators were talking about this uh, during the game. What is your favorite stat to pronounce, to say? Like, there, because there are some fun ones to, like, pronounce. You know, there's Babbitt, Woba. I, I think Babbitt's probably my favorite stat. Let me think about this for a second. Like what, to just say? Yeah, I don't know. They were talking about it. I thought it was interesting. I There are some fun ones to say. Let's – let me think. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, I think there isn't it. This is a tough one. Uh, doo -doo. It's got to be Babbitt. I'm Babbitt, Babbitt. I like I'm Woba, Babbitt though. Guy. I like Woba, and <laughs> something just about the word win just rolls off the – win. Win. Yeah. Win war, Short. war is a fun war is kind of war isn't as good as win because like win you just you know I gotta go with I gotta go with woba at the end of the day because it has the same things as win but it's actually like a a stat that matters so yeah yeah that's true so that w that rolls off your tongue woba yeah that woba maybe I, expected I, woba like an woba's an out of moment for me ex woba yeah that's not expected yeah. woba yeah. I, I'd have to go. I mean, Babbitt, I don't think he can beat that. Babbitt? Yeah, I, mean, I, I agree no with Danny here. I'm Babbitt, looking at all yeah. the stats. Babbitt is good. Babbitt is, Babbitt is a good one. And speaking of words that start with the letter B, let's move on now to the nice. B-ball. Sammy, do you want to give us a recap of the games that happened since our last episode? I do. And, you know, I'm there are obviously a lot. So I'll just kind of go through some of the highlights here from this past week. The Utah Jazz were just absolutely having a blast. Uh, they're on a nine game winning streak that has, you know, continued through this week, including a blowout versus the Magic, where they beat them by like 40 points. They beat the Nets, which is, you know, not an easy team to beat. I think Harden was playing that game. So even though KD's out, you still have to deal with Kyrie, Harden. Uh, Lamar Lamarcus Aldridge, you know that that's a tough win. Uh, and then they've been really been doing this defense, right? They're playing great defense. They have they they've held teams to under a hundred points four times on this streak. That's four out of nine. That's incredible. Uh, that does not happen much in this league, and the Jazz are doing it consistently. They're a tough team to beat and a team to watch in the playoffs. For sure, there was also a historic blowout. The Raptors beat the Warriors by 53 points, and it's been rough for the Warriors. They're getting Steph back, but he's coming to the Warriors, who have been stone cold. They've lost uh, six out of their last seven games, only winning one of those, obviously, and it's just been rough for them. They really, if they want to get in the playoffs here in the West and have a chance, if they want to go into the playoff, playing games hot, they're going to have to uh, really do better. And I'm sure Ori will be, as a 76ers fan, happy to hear this one. Joel Embiid is returning after missing the last few weeks with a knee injury. That's huge for Philadelphia. And for them to remain at the top of the conference without Embiid says something about how good that team is. Um, so they're a great team. And like the Jazz in the West, in the East, they are the team to watch right now. And uh, not a game news, but in uh, contract news, Drew Holiday ex uh, signed a monster extension, four years, $160 million. And I have to say this, I wasn't going to, but Nikola Vucevic got his first win as a bowl today. We beat the Nets, snapping a six-game six losing streak. I mean, so, was that necessary? I think it was. Six no. Ori, was that necessary? Not at all. Not no. at all. Hey, no, you know, no. I had to do it. Vooch. No, you did my boy. I, no, you did. You did not have to do it. It wasn't I, I, necessary. I think it was very necessary. That's like when I throw in. That's like when I throw in a. Yeah. So you know the Michael Jordan Lebron Lebron James debate is very interesting. Oh, oh yeah, and uh, the New York Red Bulls beat uh, Chicago Fire uh, two to one. Uh, and yeah, so I, I think don't think it's quite that. That's it, significant. Mean, no, it's not. I think it is. Bulls about to win the rest of their games. Okay. 
Okay. All right. I think I'm getting a little excited. But uh, any thoughts here on what's been happening in the National Basketball Association? How about the Jazz? I mean, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, they have been electric this year. I'm just thinking of Jazz Chisholm now, but (laughs) the Jazz have been electric. And, you know, the question with them all season has been, I mean, they've come out hot, but can they prolong the success? Can they sustain it? Is Are they for real? And you can now say without a shadow of a doubt that the Jazz are for real, and they're going to be serious contenders come playoff time. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a, we'll see how, you know, the Lakers and stuff are injury-wise, but that's obviously hurt them. But, I mean, I think even if the Lakers get some of their stars back, the Jazz are a deep enough team and a good enough defensive team that they can stick right with some of these other top teams. I mean, they're the top seed in the West for a reason, and they've had a few of these prolonged winning streaks. I feel like it happens every few weeks, every few months. So if they get hot at the right time in the playoffs like they have you know, these past few games, uh, it could be scary. Uh, I, I, I'll tell you, if I'm in the West, I don't want to face the Jazz. Uh, them and the Suns are easily the two best teams out there in the West. For sure. For sure. I think without a doubt. And are we, is it, is it football time? Are we moving on to the pigskin? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let me have some claps. Claps. Here we go. We are moving on to football. And Ori, I have a burning question. I've been wanting to ask this question all day. All day long. I woke up this morning and this question was in the back of my mind. And I said, who is better to ask this question to than Oriachin on episode 60 of Chatter from the Cheap Seats? Ori, are you ready for the question? Yes, sir. What is the percentage chance that the New England football Patriots draft a quarterback in the first round? Wow. That that's a good question. That's a really really. Good I know question. it's a good question. It's a great I question. It's lower than it was, let's say, a week ago. In my opinion, I've been hearing lots of like lots of the things saying that they want Garoppolo back. Um, that they might try to trade for him. Also, they've really bought into Cam Newton. Um, and that's pretty obvious with what they've done over free agency. And I think they're going to double down. People are saying that they're interested in trying to grab a guy like Devontae Smith or maybe Jalen Waddle, a top receiver out of this class. So, I mean, a week ago, two weeks ago, I maybe would have said like 50-50. At this point, I would be very, very surprised if they go quarterback. If they do, they have to trade up. But I don't even know if any team's going to want to trade up. Uh, it's going to be too competitive to trade up to get a top quarterback, in my opinion. So, I mean, I'd go as high as like 90% chance they don't go grab a court. Like okay. 90% to be honest. I really don't see any future where this team grabs a quarterback in round one now. Yeah. Now, I, I think if you're trying to win this year, um, I, I'm honestly, I, I honestly think they shouldn't. And because a lot of these top quarterbacks in this draft class are going to be gone by the time, unless New England trades up, uh, by the time we get to the 15th pick. And what does New England have uh, to trade to these other teams that have top picks in the draft to get one of these quarterbacks? I don't know that they have enough to earn them a top, top pick. Um, So that's a pretty big issue for me. And I don't think they're going to be able to get one of these top quarterbacks. So they're going to have to settle for someone maybe not as good. And I, I just don't know. I, I, I think I, I think their best better route would be maybe to get a free agent. But um, honestly, I think they're not going to be a good team. Why don't you wait a year so you could get a top pick and a top quarterback in their draft class for next year? And maybe, maybe you use – um the draft pick the 15th to get like Ori was saying a Devonte Smith or a, uh, a, a receiver who um, can compliment Cam Newton and maybe help that team out a little bit, but I don't think you're going to compete no matter what. So why don't you just wait to have a really bad year, get like a top top pick so you could get a really, really good quarterback. And I, I don't know if I'm making too much sense here, uh, but you're making sense. You're making sense. I would say, 
if you do draft a quarterback, you got to trade up and take Justin Fields, Trey Lance, you know, Mac Jones, which, whichever one you're feeling, you got to you got to trade up because you're not going to get one at 15. So I'd say I'd say a 30% chance because we know that Bill Belichick doesn't trade up to number one or doesn't draft quarterbacks in the first round. Yeah. But that just might be because they've been so good in the past couple of years. I mean, yeah, but no, I'm saying draft quarterbacks in the first round. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, the moment that you all have been waiting for, I have gotten thousands and thousands of DMs on Instagram, chatter underscore cheap seats pod, or no, just chatter from the cheap seats, TikTok, chatter underscore cheap seats pod. We even got a voicemail about it, Sammy. We got a voicemail about that and if you want to leave a voicemail got a voicemail wow if you want to leave a voicemail you can do that at 202-743-1767 and all what's these what what's this voicemail they all said the same thing when is ori's amazon product of the day coming back when is it coming back ori has been gone for so long. When he comes back, will there be an Ori's Amazon product today? And I answer with an emphatic yes. He is back this week. This week is the newest episode, newest segment of Chatter from the Cheap Seats, and that always comes along with Ori's Amazon product of the day. Take it away. All right, all right. It's been it's been a doozy on this podcast and we are going to finish it with the best segment amazon product today as jack was saying i hear you guys i know you guys want the product of the day so i'm gonna give it to you so i'm gonna set the scene i have been influenced um pretty heavily from going to florida i i, I really liked you know the outdoors the really nice weather um but keep that in mind and and that's kind of where my head was with this product and for all of you guys, this is a human product, not a dog. Oh, that's how you know you're getting a good one. Human product here. And it is called the grass flip-flops. The grass flip-flops are flip-flops that instead of like a floor for your foot to go on, it's it's or you're cutting like out actual like, I, I don't turf know. Like yeah, ori, 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 um, ori, 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 you're cutting out. What? You cut out. I'm cutting out? Yeah. Yeah, you've been cutting out a lot. Oh, no. All right, I'm going to start again. Wait, okay, wait. Where were the mistakes? There was a mistake in Gonzaga. No, what? but yeah, there was a mistake in Gonzaga. And what, what were the other mistakes? I don't think we've made too many mistakes. I think well, Jack, you cut connection out. issues that we've been having. Yeah, I'll just listen to the whole episode. Double check, but whenever you're ready, buddy. All right. All right, guys. So as Jack was saying, we have heard your pleas for Amazon products today, and I'm going to give it to you. So to set the scene, I've been, you know, down in Florida, nice weather, been going outside a lot. Going outside barefoot, you know, I like feeling grass on my feet. So I thought this was the oh, perfect product. That's got to be a drop. Yeah, it's... Uh, I like grass. feeling grass on my feet. Yeah, yeah, you got to like the grass on your feet, you know? I don't, I'm not a fan, but... You know. You're not a oh, fan. Oh, Sammy, Sammy. Oh, Sammy. But it's got to be like good grass. Like it can't be like high, itchy grass. It's got to be no, like... It be Obviously, clean. it's got to be like, 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 like a putting green, like... Okay. Barefoot. Oh my yeah, god. I like. Or yeah, even like I, like the fringe, like the fringe on a on a on a golf course, like good, clean cut grass. Solid grass. I solid, like solid solid grass. Solid like grass. MLB ballpark cut grass. Yeah, like outfield, the outfield. Yes. In an MLB ballpark grass. Yeah. Exactly. So that is kind of um, the inspiration for this product, and um, it's pretty crazy. So we got something called the grass flip-flops. So instead of having a foam sole where you put your foot on, it is grass-like turf that you actually put your foot on instead. And it's as if you're walking on grass when you're actually wearing flip-flops. Um, this product comes in at a whopping 1728 American US dollars. So, you know, you, you are paying money but you're going to be able to walk on grass with shoes on. That's pretty crazy. 
Um, what, what, what are the ratings? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as always, let's hear your uh, prediction, guys. What out of five does this product get on Amazon? I'm going to give it, like, a three. I, I, I have a feeling, it like, I'm going to give it a three. No, okay. this could go both ways. This could either be a five or, like, a two. Because if it's, like, a well-made flip-flop, I think this is an incredible product, and it's going to be a five. But I wouldn't be shocked if it was, like, a flimsy, like, falling apart, you know, novelty item. Could be, like, a, a two. But anybody that gets this product, if it's well put together, immediate five, and I'm just going to get my four and a half buffer. So I wouldn't be shocked if it's a two, but I'm going to go four and a half. All right, Jack, you win. It's 4.3 out of five. I will say I'm the best. All, I'm the best. all the one star ratings and like the lower ratings are that it falls apart. It's flimsy. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, it seems like it's getting a lot of good reaction. 4.3 out of five. That's pretty high rated. Um, I want to get your thoughts because I think walking on grass is pretty genius in a flip-flop. I really like it. The design is pretty nice. Um, what, what do you think about it, Sammy? You seem a little, uh, apprehensive about the product. No, I mean, I like it. I, I think it's a, a nice product. I mean, I think my experiences with walking on grass have mostly been like higher itchy grass. So I, you know, I haven't had as much experience like that nice, like really clean cut grass, but, uh, I mean, I would imagine that's a nice feeling. So um, yeah, yeah, it's a good feeling. Yeah. So I mean, I why not make flip flops that you know you can you know simulate that. So uh, I think it's good. Uh, you know, if it's flimsy, that's a big issue though. Flimsy oh no, yeah, yeah are the I worst agree. thing ever thing ha that ha has ever yeah. happened to humankind, possibly. I mean, Agreed. it's up Agreed. there. <laughs> it, it's it's up there, and with that. That will do it for Chatter from the Cheap Seats. Episode 60, we have made it so far. Please, please, please leave a five-star rating and review if you haven't already. And Ori, any final words from you, my friend? Uh, good to be back. Happy to be doing this again. Um, Want to thank you guys for listening all the way till the end. And um, going to definitely keep rocking this, uh, this bucket hat for a while. Yeah, I, I do like the pink bucket hat from Ori. But yeah, another fun episode, 60 episodes. That's pretty cool. Um, 60. Yeah, I, I, that's a big number. But uh, yeah, I, I keep, number. You keep watching more Cubs games, more Bulls games, and then talking about them with you. Hopefully it'll be positive things. But, uh, you know, who knows what's in store for next week. But uh, yeah, definitely... Uh, Follow us on all of our socials. Leave us a five-star review, all that fun stuff. But, uh, yeah, thanks for listening to the end. You guys are the best people that have ever existed. And, yeah, have a good day. <laughs> you guys are the best people that have ever existed. Sammy Krimstein, Jack Feldman. I love that. And we'll see you guys next time on Chatter from the Cheap Seats. Or take us out. Bye. Bye.